With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is an episode of the Ace of Geeks podcast. The following episode contains spoilers for the Cowboy Bebop anime, Arcane, Amazon's Wheel of Time, Insomniac's 2018 Spider-Man game, and the the Matrix MMORPG? That can't be right. <clears throat> we also talk about the inevitable doom of Bitcoin City, Facebook Meta being terrible, and the new Leverage reboot. Thanks for listening, friends, and as we welcome you once more into the big warm hug of geekdom, we invite you to put on your robe and wizard hat, and ponder with us an orb in which four nerds are discussing the acoustic aesthetics of dinner plate noises. Totally fine. While there's been an occasional, like, small, polite clink from the plate, we have not been able to hear you chew, so I think it's okay. Fantastic. I think it's Starling. Yeah, honestly, it just it makes it feel so much more domestic. Just the yes. four friends mm. talking, an occasional like little clink from the plate. It's like ah, oh. we could be a book club. As, as long as it's not like the mom from Get Out with her tea. Oh, it is so to, weird like, you say that because I was thinking of that, and that would be frightening. Yeah. Anyways, let's do the intro. Yeah. So, well, I full on lost my headphones there. I got too excited. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rowan dropped his headphones and got sucked into an alternate reality where we're a southern NASCAR podcast. I go, burn it. No. Well, anyway, welcome, friends, to our cozy podcast where we talk about all kinds of things in the new world of geekery. For instance, how fast is a car? What is an engine? Uh, <laughs> I think the only turn you should ever make is left. The spoilers I'm against are the kind fastened to the top of a vehicle. I Jared, too am southern. Than that. Actually, technically, you only my... turn right when you're going around. Dallas, Jared, Texas is actually the the, uh, the anthropomorphized version of uh, Bob Dallas, <laughs> who was not Jared. a person before he became a city. Everyone's trying to change the subject. I want to hear Jarrett's southern accent. <sighs> no, it's not good. It. That's why I want to hear it. Ah, uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. I'm just a pretty Georgia peach. I like oh how you went. Oh I like how you went immediately to Southern Belle. <laughs> it's yeah. the only accent from the South that 
I find myself attuned to, for I, too, observe the Golden Girls in my thought. <laughs> I totally lost it. I'm not great at it. No, you were doing British there, but it was adorable. You, yeah, yeah, you, I, moved, I you moved way upstate. Uh, yeah. That's like there, yeah. was a, there was an audition I was doing for Sherlock Holmes once. Um, I was reading for Watson, yeah. and I was doing a British accent and doing a British accent, and then we got to a part where, like, my character is supposed to say, oh, my God, or something like that. And I turn to Holmes and go, oh, my God. <laughs> well, shit, I'm not getting cast. <laughs> Jumping Jehoshaphat. Cool, blimey. So uh, in this D&D game we're playing, half of us are Southern and the other half are British. Or, sorry, a third of us are Southern, a third of us are British, and a third of us are speaking in our natural voice. Because, my God. Sounds a little <laughs> Neapolitan. Honestly? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like, love that as an idea for your um, what was it? Your, your, your Pride and Prejudice, but in space. Oh, uh, Space Jane, Space, Space, Jane, Austin. Space Austin. Space Jane, yeah. Space Austin. Just like having various houses. You, you, you've got the Southern aristocrats, and then you've got the upper crust British faction, and then you've got the Neapolitan city slickers. Yeah. Like just the like, new money. Man, <laughs> new money. We got our uh, fortune in new solar media. You know, these newfangled um, newspaper full-body immersion metaverse style where you're just holding a newspaper. That's the only thing it simulates. <laughs> Can we talk about Facebook meta for a second and how lame Why? it sounds? Okay. It sounds I mean, I, I agree. I'm only going to complain. Meta is an incredible word. It's a cool concept, and it's like a fifth of my personality. How dare they? Well, you know why, Jairus. You know why, right? The metaverse Cause, from cause Zuckerberg, Snow Crash. Yeah, because Zuckerberg read Snow Crash and didn't understand Which, it. Which, the point of... <laughs> yes! Like, ah, it's not safe to connect people in this way. That's how you get bad spells and sorcery. And, well, oh, and that book was like, so badass. Their ads... I don't... I, I'm like... I don't understand the product that you're trying to sell with your ads. A, like, a lot of I the feel activities like I are... either need to be super duper high or <laughs> like in a different running in different circles than I run in to mm -hmm. find this like appealing. Yeah. But, but almost yeah. all of the activities are things that you would not normally be doing anyway. So therefore do not need to be doing online. Like, yeah. I am not in my head thinking, what would I like to wear in a virtual space right now? I'm thinking, what would I physically like to wear in real life? Yeah. 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 You know? My my favorite thing about meta so far, or Facebook meta, is that um, they're following true corp corp meta of, we stole this name from another company. Yep. Like, yeah, they literally, did. There they was just, already a meta. And they're in and litigation the with the company whose name they tried to buy. And they were like, no, we're not doing, we're not selling you our name. We're not doing that. And then they took it anyway. Um, Symbol came from a different company, I heard. Yeah. Well, so they screwed two companies. <laughs> well, I mean, the Symbol is, is basically like an infinity, but, you know, it's... But why well, yeah, branding? Yeah. Yeah. You should sue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like another commercial that just makes me angry every time I see it 
is the mm. Bitcoin commercial that they got from yes. Damon. Yes. It's like, like this what? is what bravery is. Bravery is not getting involved in a diminishing economy that has zero potential to not be a diminishing economy. There will only ever be less and less. It no. Ah. You know what? You know what? My favorite thing to say about um, Bitcoin is what? Oh, so it's like Beanie Babies. <laughs> that is good. People have been ragging on it a lot because of NFTs, and I am very pleased to uh, break on the podcast that those F, those uh, T's have become pretty F'd. Yeah. Uh, someone funged them, completely taking uh, the data from the blockchain. They're instantly copyable. It there's They now have no rarity. They have no rarity and no value. And, you know... It's just... Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, like, it's maybe so I'm dumb. just too much of the old to, like, get into what the kids are getting into. But, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I you, don't... This isn't the kids. This is a scam. It, yes, yeah. it's, it's it's modern snake oil. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, but, uh, they're going to rename a city... Um, uh, something not it wasn't Bitcoin City, was it? Was it? Um, there's a city at the base of a volcano that they are. <laughs> I know, go I know badly. what that sounds like. <laughs> okay, like, I'm gonna. Uh, is it? Is it, do is you it guys named? Understand what this looks and sounds like? <laughs> is it named Krakatua? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause myself so I don't type being sound, but I gotta look this. But yeah, like the, it, it's just kind of like um, so. Segue. Mike and I have watched the entire uh, new season of Leverage uh, Redemption, which I is, was about to say. Um, speaking of taking down t- taking down evil corporations, <laughs> yeah, and they actually do deal with like Bitcoin and like if you awesome. if you enjoy the original leverage tv show you will really enjoy this this show even though um you know like nate's not there um because he turned out to be a trash human um Mm -hmm. the actor um but like they just they do a really good job like sending up to the the old show but yet modernizing it and we were (laughs) We were talking, we were like, oh my god, you know, why Why does it seem like the villains have just gotten so much more evil and swarmy? And we're like, oh yeah, that's because the world's fucked. It, it, yeah, it's actually we're 100%, stepping into I think, this because, narrative not because thing. they're, they're the, the villains have gotten worse. I think they're writing the same villains, but we've encountered those villains more often. In real life, yeah. yeah. Um, so apparently nothing I said was incorrect. Um, they're proposing it as Bitcoin City. It's at the base of El Volcano. The only new information is that it's in El Salvador, and the people of El Salvador are not liking the plan. There was uh, a bunch of guys who tried to make a uh, tried to buy a cruise ship and make a floating Bitcoin City. Uh, it didn't work out well for them. <laughs> so is the that... idea of the Bitcoin City that their only currency is going to be Bitcoins? I I think that's going to be the basis of their economy, and the investment for building the city will be conducted through Bitcoin. Honestly, um, which 
doesn't sound like there's an economy of support. I'm sorry. They don't. They don't have say? a plan. Let's be. Let's be perfectly clear. They do not have a plan. It's very I've... Ferengi of them. I feel like this would have worked better if it was just like the Somali pirates had come up with this plan and they were like, we are going 100... to make a, a Frankensteinian ship graveyard and that will be Bitcoin City in the middle of the ocean. You know, Leviathan. Exactly. I don't uh, care um, what friends I lose over this, but if something is loved by libertarians and not by anarchists... It isn't actually revolutionary. (laughs) We've been talking about two things from the internet and from social media type stuff we've complained about. I want to insert one thing I'm very happy about. I got in on a meme trend that is actually giving me serotonin. Actually, Um, yeah. Uh, Jairus, could you... Could you explain to me because I've been seeing these memes At and some not point, understanding? Can we get back to leverage though, because we really did. It really is cool. Oh, yes, we totally no, got we sidetracked by oh, talking about real world problems. Oh, but yes. please continue with, with continue pondering your orb. Well, yeah. That's can you explain to is. me, Wizard Ponder Orb? So this guy just posted a tweet of a picture of a wizard from an old D and D source book. <sighs> where he's sitting at a table looking at a blue orb, and the only thing on the tweet was pondering my orb. This then became uh, a small, like, trope that you could make multiple memes from, thus turning, like, the culmination was someone took the MC Escher of someone looking at themselves in the reflection of a sphere and just colored the sphere blue and made the person's face a uh, wizard's face, and gosh dang it, I'm going to print it out as a poster. I love it so much. <laughs> I've had so many people come up to me. Uh, well, not come up to me, but I've seen so many people being like, including myself, what is this? Why is Why are people talking about this? And I have to keep explaining that, hey, I Googled this. It's just someone who shared a tweet, and then everyone thought it was funny and started sharing it. That is the Pe- entirety of, the, of what's going on. <laughs> People should know, uh, there is a website, I don't think more than one, um, called uh, Know Your Meme or Know That Meme yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that's what I like used that. to find yeah, out. About it's them. just a small history thing of memes. It's very useful. It doesn't often have a lot of information. But yeah, it like you can It'll look It'll give you the origin, up. though, which is what you usually are looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of like, isn't that how all internet viral things happen? That, yeah, right. like, Sometimes someone posted the, and people think it's funny, so then they repost it? I mean, the like... Differ- the difference is a lot of times, especially for those of us who are, you know, the people who expect there to be rules to your humor, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's, you know, there's, like, a joke there. Like, it's kind of funny because X. This is just... It's a dude pondering an orb. Yeah. yeah. Th- there's, it's, there's nothing um, more to it. Yeah, at it's a cultural surreal. level, it's... It's a lot of people looking at a thing and going, I just think it's neat. Yep. Yeah, I I think there's like a little bit of commentary in that the blue of the orb is a lot like old blue screen computers and we're all kind of pondering an orb, but I don't really share it because it has meaning. I share it because I like feeling like a wizard. Yeah. (laughs) And it makes me feel like a meme a wizard would share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, only other wizards know what it's like to ponder your orb. But the truth is, we all know that. Because it's a human experience to ponder the orb. Whatever your orb might be. Mm-hmm. Leverage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. the, the leverage, leverage just came back after, uh, I want to say, like, 
six or like, seven year absence. Yeah, quite yeah. a while. It's been a while. Um, and not and when I say just, I mean this was actually months ago. Uh, but we we just watched the it. First um, season's <laughs> finished, right? Yes, mm-hmm. the whole first season's finished. Mm-hmm. They have not yet been renewed for a second season, but the um, producers are pretty pretty convinced that they will be. Um, the uh, the show is on IMDb TV. Which, if you're sitting there going, what in the heck is IMDb TV? You're not alone. Uh, it appears to be an Amazon company, which kind of sucks, but uh, it offers movies and TV shows for free, uh, but you just have to watch ads, uh, which is kind of oh. painful, yeah. but not the end of the world. Um, uh, so like so, normal yeah, TV. It's, um, cool. Uh, it's the original crew all back together with some new additions. Well, minus Nate, as we mentioned before. And uh, with some new additions of... Uh, still being uh, produced by Dean Devlin, yeah. right? Yep, still being direct, uh, nice. directed and produced by Dean Devlin, and John Rogers is on board as a consulting producer. Um, I'm not sure why he's consulting and not uh, just producing, but, you know. Um, Other projects, and it's, perhaps. It's, so when I first heard... So one of, the, one of the new additions to the cast is Noel Wiley, who is, you know, kind of the person that team goes to when they need someone to fill in. Um, he does and a good I job initially was like filling in. Yeah, well I was uh, uh, what I was going to say was I initially was uh worried about it because I was like, oh, you know, they're trying to replace Nate immediately with another sort of Nate-like person and it turns out that's not what they're doing no. at all. Uh, it's a very different take he's not coming in and becoming the leader over people like sophie and parker he's actually kind of like a newbie to the whole world of leverage uh and that works really well Well, and like he they actually don't replace the mastermind they kind of all work together to be the mastermind mastermind. and he he's just the uh redeemable lawyer so he has a lot of really useful knowledge um, because he was a lawyer for very, very bad people, and he did very, uh-huh. very bad things. Um, yeah. So every now and then, you know, they would be like, "Oh, well, how can we actually do this?" He's like, "Well, there was this case this one time," and they're all like, "Dude, you suck!" And he's like, "I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to get better." Um, He's kind of like their informant where they've redrawn the lines are no longer criminal or not criminal because we've seen from the first show criminals are good people, but now they're like, do you work for the little people or the yeah. big dogs? And one of the things that's interesting, because at the end of the first season, the sort of happy ending was that they were setting up uh, leverage all over the world, and that's still happening. And so, like, Leverage International is a team that uh, control, that is operating... Uh, like in every country and all the different continents. Uh, so you get to see some of that in passing. Not com- not any like major cases that occur in other countries, except for one very funny scene that we shouldn't yes. give away. Uh, but, uh, That's uh, interesting. Mo- I like how it builds on what happened in the previous series. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very respectful of the, the first series, but yet it continues the characters and the story in a meaningful way does that make sense like they aren't they're acknowledging that it's been years 
you know, yeah. and like they're all in slightly different places in their life right now, Aww. and like it's just it's it's really good. It was yeah. really really good. Um, and... One thing to keep an eye out for: uh, Hardison is only in a couple of episodes. Uh, they bring yeah. in his little sister Brianna to uh, to take over, and she's actually fantastic. She's, she's really amazing. really good. Uh, so that was awesome. But uh, but if you're expecting more Hardison and Elliot, you're going to get less of that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but, too bad. I was really into that. Um, me too. But it's still, I Elliot it's still not gets a to be Elliot, and it's great. Mm. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, what have I done? It's more like family. Like, yeah. they just have Aww. major, major family vibes, which is, Aww. which is great. But yeah. highly recommend. The bad guys are deliciously evil and just so so awful. It's just um, so satisfying when yeah. they take them down. Do <laughs> they draw on a lot of uh, recent events and things that have occurred? To a certain extent, they don't go into um, you know uh, as deeply as you might want in some of that stuff because it's mm. leverage. It's still a fun, yeah. like zippy show. They'll- the level um, to which but... they went into politics in the last one also, I think, wasn't a total success because the things that they revealed were frightening and then turned out to be true in real life. Yeah. Like, I, I can really respect them backing away because now, like, we've seen people mess with elections. It's, you know. Yep. Yeah. It, the real thing. It's less fun off TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, you know, they're still trying to be a fun show. So they dance around stuff, but they still do go into, um, you know, the real world and what things are actually happening and what what we actually have to deal with. And like we said, the because they do that, the villains are suitably terrifying, uh, which is great. And so deserving of being destroyed. Excellent. You know, so... Um, but yeah, highly, highly recommend it. That's been super fun. Um, and we've kind of put everything else on the back burner because it was like, <laughs> could, should we watch Hawkeye? Although uh, we did catch up on Hawkeye today. We did. We did. Oh, I have not caught up on that, but I, I am haven't... thinking of. All right. You well, we won't talk about Hawkeye then. <laughs> cool. Can we talk about the first episode? Did you guys see the first one or two? I haven't no. even been able to log in, so no. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. I um did watch a lot of things. Um, maybe too many things. <laughs> um, I caught up on, so I went uh, into theaters and caught um, Dune before it went out of theater. Okay. Um, I have seen all of the Cowboy Bebop live action. Oh, we need to watch the first that. episode. I've seen the first that's two. Right. Cool. Um, that's cool. Um, we really don't need to get into all of it right now. Um, also, it's very, like, contentious online. and I don't Which I don't res- understand. Are people, like, expecting something different even though they literally advertised that they are doing a shot for shot recreation well a lot of the episodes are different but people i honestly i agree people are making complaints that i don't understand and like i watched the same thing and i'm like how are you not enjoying this this is delicious my understanding of it from having seen what the reactions are uh, and what people are freaking out about um is that 
stuff that appears fine when it's animated suddenly becomes, uh, in the words of people I don't normally agree with, quote-unquote cringe, uh, when it's people doing it in live action. So, like, there was a lot of complaints uh, about um, uh, how Ed was depicted in the show, which, from what I've seen, was just how... Ed, depicted in the anime. Yeah, yeah. They, one of the things the show does very well, and we'll have to get into this right away, but um, th- all of these actors studied their parts extremely well and play out often frighteningly accurate or even more complex versions of the characters from the anime. Um, I don't remember Julia getting much characterization. Her characterization in this show... Episodes is incredible. They do great things with her character. I'm not going to say what it is. It's amazing. I really enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah bro, but yeah. You, you had some stuff to say? So having seen uh, the whole animated series back-to-back a number of times and watching the first two episodes of this, uh, Mailing, you had said that it was advertised as a shot-for-shot recreation well, of the original. Not or, or ever... like, close. Close yeah. to it. Like trying to be a faithful live-action adaptation. They took liberties. There's there's things that are very different. Um, I don't think that they're bad because they're different, but they are different. It's still a really good show. That's true. Um, the essential spirit of most of the characters has been maintained. Um, certain aspects of the story kind of have to change because... Mm-hmm. Uh, to care uh, in the original animated series it was like 20 something episodes which included like four or five episodes in which there was actual plot um, <laughs> almost everything else was filler yeah um it was wonderful joyful delicious filler yeah, but, oh, yeah. the kind of show where sentient uh, leftovers chases people around a starship Yes, sentient leftovers chase people around a starship in a survival horror thing. Um, It's there was a uh, honor between trucker episode that was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, There Uh, was an Ed and Ein episode in which no one else on the crew could contribute because they were all tripping out on mushrooms. Uh, That's right. Um, in this show is more devoted to the overarching plots and for that reason a lot of plots get way more attention and almost no episode is filler um however that doesn't mean that in later seasons they can't go back and recreate some of those episodes in fact i feel having seen the plot they did that they're more they've given themselves that ability or could wrap if they don't get continued yeah um yeah the the one thing i felt in watching the first episode is that live action fighting is just so different than anime fighting yes yeah and because you can get the camera in different places and you can also like do the like stop shot you know where you like then do the like crazy background or yeah. stuff it's, um, it's, it's much really much harder to do sakugan in real life yeah yeah objects and, also have this kind of weight and style has to be differently applied yeah and so like i kind of felt like the fight it felt kind of slow and sluggish yeah yeah um, it yeah. really it's, did and i was just kind of like i think you're right i think it was them trying to 
uh, recreate a certain style. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like when I meet when I say that it was advertised as like a a very close adaptation, like their trailer is basically the the opening sequence with like additional bits put in so you kind of could see like the characters that you're going to see and stuff and so i mean i i will say i am definitely of the camp that like if you're going to redo something you need to add something to it there needs to be like a reason to redo it yeah you know and so like I don't know what that reason is besides like nostalgia is amazing. Um, I can't wait for you folks to finish the series if you do. Cause I, I, I think that they make a play. I don't know that it's successful or unsuccessful. I'd love to talk to you about it. Well, and like, I, we're going to also run into a weird problem in that mailing and I have never finished Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Uh, Not we've nece- never watched oh, the original. So but Mike, didn't you folks uh, watch the movie with us at no, uh, our friend's house? Not. Okay, the movie is worth watching even if you never finish the series. Because, like, most of those episodes in Cowboy Bebop, chronology is not really a thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. It just takes place somewhere in that whole thing. Um, If you have not finished Cowboy Bebop and you like the story being happy and all of the characters... Alive and doing <laughs> cool adventures together. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you don't have to finish the series. And then that yeah, dynamic sec- will be preserved yeah. forever within you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for I, the warning. You're welcome. Only yeah, one um, person dies, but it's kind of upsetting. I, it's I think extremely I know upsetting. Who, I remember reading about this. Yeah. Well, and also, like, I will say, um, I I legit had not remembered watching the first episode of the animated Cowboy Bebop, but yeah. watching the first episode of it, I was like, oh, yeah, she's not really yeah. pregnant, like, yeah, yeah. like, everything just kind of started flooding back, so they're doing a really good job of, like, hitting those mental triggers of, like, yeah. Remember this? Remember this? this. Yeah. 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 A few Um, of the episodes are like that. I think I understand people saying they wish there were more. I was really waiting for the, the poker chip heist where they have a single chip that has data on it, but they lose it in the, uh, what do you call it? In the casino that the chip was disguised for. So mm-hmm. now they're chasing a single chip throughout an entire casino's thing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they do that later, but um, I like, would have loved to see that in live action. I mean, it'll be interesting. If they do go back and decide to do that one, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it because they introduced Faye in the first episode and that heist was True. originally where she got introduced. She's also very different in that episode than she is in most of the series. Yeah. Like, meeting Faye is not the same character as teammate Faye. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. <sighs> yeah. Um, I highly recommend watching it. I enjoyed the whole thing. It had really good cheese factor style. Yes. Like, it Thanks. leans very heavily into... Uh, both the noir and the cyberpunk used future very well mm-hmm. in the way the original did. 
Also, oh. I just love me some John Cho being a smooth oh. mofo. Mm. Like he's, he's super sexy in this. Yeah. Almost yeah. all of the characters are super sexy. Seriously, these picks were incredible. Um, the guy who's playing Jet Black is mm. just putting maybe 20% more than everyone else, but yeah. they're all doing a great job. <laughs> and I do have to say, from a costuming perspective, thank God they changed Faye's outfit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, they, like, her mm. outfit in the anime was ridiculous and would not stay on a normal human being. You mean those those ridiculous do-nothing suspenders wouldn't give her perma-wedgie that would prevent her clothes from... (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) She is also supposed to be a con artist, but wears a very distinctive outfit that's the same all the time. Yeah. So, you know. That's (laughs) just animated series. Yeah. True. (laughs) True. Oh my god, I saw a TikTok Mm. of, like, uh, it was two... It was one person playing multiple characters, but they were having a conversation between... um, Oh, it was they—they they were in the tea house in the Earth Kingdom that uh, Zuko and Iroh. Oh yeah, illustrate. Uh, uh. And it's like, dude, that's totally uh, Prince Zuko. No, it's not. Like he's in Earth colors. You know we can change clothes, our clothes, Mary. right? What? What? And then they were like, it's an honor to meet you and he was like honor fuck (laughs) 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 it was really good it was very good (laughs) that is a good point yeah um let's see what oh and i finished um the last of um arcane Mm. uh which i really liked very heavy Um, like every episode really made my heart do exercises yeah yeah and, okay so we, much we, for a prediction that that was gonna end with a five-person team up uh uh-huh. wait, no nope. yeah. where where's the roar where's the roar? oh yeah hit that button thank you okay so we wanted Silco to die so bad, but why did he have to die then? He had just signed the treaty. Everything would have been fine. Jinx. It is. It is absolutely a hundred percent a Greek tragedy. Like this. Oh whole thing. yeah. Like the way that Jinx is acting is like a. I guess this does make sense. Like I don't want this to be the way the story goes, but I can't deny the writers. I see exactly how this got here, and it is yeah. beautiful. Well, yeah, that's the that's only the thing, thing about... that I felt was almost too much was um, uh, was Jace killing the kid, and like I know why they did that because they had to get Jace to a certain point, but mm. like, um. But man, that was super dark. <laughs> that was very hard. I have to admit, I kind of liked it. Not that like I wanted Jace to become that thing, but also I like that they were in one episode being like, "You don't know war," and in the next episode, you're like, "This is definitely one of the worst things that could happen in war," and you're completely responsible for it. And and ugh. he knows it, and he's like, "I can't not be responsible for this." Now that I've mm. I've done this, this was wrong, and I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah, in that. So way, I guess if you I... need something terrible to happen to someone, too, mm. I mean mm. that is the worst possible thing that could happen. It, yeah. Well, and again, like everyone is 
Um, so, like, evil politician lady, Mel, who I was just like, oh, she's... Mel's great. She's I, I genuinely thought she was playing Jace the whole time, and finding yeah. out that she probably wasn't was... Uh, a a huge shock for me. I'm pretty sure she was playing him to her own agenda that does not match her mother's agenda. But now that her mom is here, she's like, fuck, because I can't say no to mom. You know, and so she's having a different struggle and things are starting to get slightly out of control for her. So... Who knows what's going to happen, and maybe all of her problems will be solved with that rocket. Yeah, it certainly seems like there's going to be a lot less cast next season. Yeah! (laughs) I love... I have to say, I love Mom. I think she's a beautiful distaff character in that we'd expect a male fantasy character like that in almost any setting. Seeing a female one is very cool, and And also it's emotionally different. People who know the setting of Yeah. I fully sort of do. It's also almost like her mom stepped out of a Game of Thrones plot and is expecting everyone else to operate. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like the way she's like, oh, this is adorable. Blood and suffering can come at any moment, and I want you to know I'm ready to bring it. Like, it's (laughs) extremely intense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, she just goes straight to, I'm going to seduce my daughter's boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. I could do that. I, I could fucking like, do anything. Um, ma'am, could you? Um, I'm going to. I. Oh my god. Can you god. put anything um, on, please? I am a corn Just... fed farm boy with a big hammer and big brain. Do not want. Please, no. The no. only thing sharper than my mind is my chin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, music incredibly well used. Mm. Oh, um, that God, was yeah. an incredible the ending. The soundtrack show is incredible. Oh. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack is really, really good. Um, yeah, it's like normally. Okay, I I do love me a tragic ending. Um, if you have read any of my writings from high school, <laughs> like hardly anyone survives at the yeah. end except for like the one lone lover or whatever but anyways i digress yeah you need somebody to walk the earth sadly alone yeah <laughs> totally i must wander the earth for a time alone. alone um but i felt that the tragedy in arcane was worth it and earned and has yeah. served a purpose I didn't really feel like it was gratuitous. Yeah. As like mm-hmm. a lot of fantasy tragedy can be where it's just like, well, you know, we got to wipe out an entire population c- to give one person angst. Like Yeah. Right. <laughs> um that that's that's the thing about good pathos in a tragedy is that you have to be able to follow the inexorable line of logic of decisions that led up to this terrible thing happening it can't be just like stuff happened people were going along just fine and then one wrong choice results in oh the ending is not what you thought it was going to be because surprise loser tragedy is is intellectual yeah yeah or it's characters finding themselves in the same situation over and over and over oh, again yeah. making the same goddamn decisions miss an Without, avalon yeah mm. or yeah. the star wars um legends meta plots oh god yeah 
Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you don't mean to do tragedies, but if no one ever fucking changes... <laughs> then it's like... Yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's that's the thing about it, I think. That's the thing I think is a really good about a really good tragedy. The hero does learn something. They do learn what yeah. they need to do to overcome their flaw. But Just a little too late. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I think I really liked oh. about Arcane, is that it yeah. did... Well, it did feel relentlessly dark it felt like it was setting up for and partially because it's you know a um uh massive prequel prequel to a video game that i i am aware of Um, (laughs) but i feel like it was setting up for something really cool that would eventually be if not happy better but getting there is so painful yeah 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 they that was only gave... right. It wasn't a trash company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like they've they're being sued from multiple different angles for a lot of the same reasons that Activision Blizzard is. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people in the fan base are concerned that this that Arcane was put out as partially a smokescreen for PR reasons. No, and it is a beautiful, beautiful smokescreen. It is it's an not absolute a, it, work of art. The amount of time that it would t- that it has to have taken to produce Arcane. Probably uh, way it's, more it's than It's not the... something you could quickly rush out the yeah. door. Yeah. The That's litigation true. started in 2018. Though... This came out this year. This looks so good and so polished. Like, yeah, I would be no amazed way. if it was only two years of production that created this. It's definitely yeah. going to bring more people into playing this game. It is deeply engaged with the combat style of what makes these characters cool in the game, or at least that's why I'm reading online. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think like they made a smart move, maybe a calculated early move of it would be good for us to do this. And now, well, thank goodness we have this positive thing under our belt right now. That yeah. might be very true. I yeah. also think um, Riot realized quite a long time ago that they have uh, fiction and a world that everybody likes, um, or not everybody, but a lot of people like. Yeah. Um, but they. Uh, you know, not everyone likes the MOBA genre and how toxic that community can be. Uh, and so they, yeah. they've been producing a lot of other stuff in that world, including, yeah. you know, this, um, they just put out two new video games. One's a turn-based RPG and the other one's an endless runner. They're working on a fighting game that takes place in that universe. So they're really trying to find ways to leverage the IP that aren't League of Legends, which yeah. I would be in full support of if it wasn't for everything else that happens at Riot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and I mean, it is possible to that this was a completely different branch that is okay, well, yeah. but from the reports it sounds like there aren't a lot of places that are okay in that company. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, good on people for reporting that type of behavior and not letting it happen anymore. And yeah, let's just support them as much. Some of the the victims. Some of the litigation against Riot is literally because they tried to put in people's severance contracts uh, that they had to go into arbitration rather than legal stuff if there was any harassment yeah. stuff that they That's wanted to talk about. That's fucking bullshit. Um, so yeah, the government was like, hey, 
that's illegal. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah. <sighs> Again, I wish that the team from Leverage was real. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Oh, like, man. Bobby would just clean up so much stuff. I honestly, at one point watching that show, I looked at me and it was like, I wish this is what I could do for a living. <laughs> I wish taking down corporate assholes yeah. with complicated heists was a I, career option that was available God, to me. God, heists are so good. So good. I guess, I guess I have a question, Mike. Would you rather be part of the team of Leverage or a Phantom Thief? Ooh, Phantom Thief. I've forgotten about Phantom Thieves. I was daydreaming about Phantom Thieves every every day uh, while that a certain Cheeto was in office. I finally got back into playing that game, by the way. Uh, oh, Rowan, I, uh, I, I picked it back up after months and months away, so I am slowly working through it. I admit... I did a little, did have a little bit of a mind boggle. This is Persona Five. For people who don't know, uh, I did have a little bit of a mind boggle when I saw that I'd already spent sixty hours on the game, and uh, you had the last time we had talked about it, you had said I was maybe like a third of the way through. Uh, if you're sixty hours in, you're over half. You're over okay. halfway through. Excellent. Nice, humongous. Yeah, it yeah. is a very big game. But basically, Jerris Persona Five is a series of Pokemon mechanics. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's the term? Not Freudian. The other guy. The 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 Jungian. Uh, Jungian. Jungian mind palace heists designed it... to excise the corrupt core of a person's distorted thinking in order to turn them back into a reasonable person. Which is uh, honestly, it, it's, a, well, it's like it's one of those like. It's a non-violent thing to do to somebody, except it's also, like, the worst punishment you can do to someone because they wake up the next day suddenly fully aware of everything they've done. Yeah, of all of the harm that they did while they were acting under that delusion. Yep. Kind of like the morality pill uh, philosophical It's kind of, actually, if I may get religious for a moment, exactly how I imagine heaven would be like. I don't don't believe in hell, but I do think there's probably a... uh, um, place uh the the reason that we have stories of hell is because when you get to heaven you suddenly understand completely how terrible the things you did in your life were or weren't uh and a lot of people can't handle that for the first few millennia or so from milton about that um that goes the mind can make a heaven of hell and hell of heaven yeah yeah um, Mad is weird. Uh, speaking of pills, uh, the yeah. Matrix trailer. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen cool. the new one yet. Oh. I'm so, so excited. Cool. I think I'm going to watch all three and the Animatrix again before I watch it. I don't know. I, uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, like, where are we in the timeline? Because obviously... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first Matrix movie has happened, yeah. but yet they're all out of it. But yet they're in it. In it. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, am, I cannot wait. I am thinking. My belief right now. I mean, I don't really want to build a fan theory because it might get ruined, and I really want to be surprised. But my assumption is that. But you're going to spend lot... every waking hour thinking about the Matrix until you get to the Matrix anyway. So I, yeah, that's that's true. That's one hundred percent true. Um, um, I think a lot of these characters might not actually represent 
the same persona or minds that we saw in the first movies, but are copies that are being um, experimented on through um, running simulation in by some machines who want to figure out where they went wrong and if they can go back to the way things are. And I am partially thinking that because that was... Some of the plot of my original LARP, the very first LARP I put out, had that as a possible, like, bad ending. Um, and the other reason is that they hint at this in the MMORPG, which the uh, uh, directors said is canon. So that is still canon. Uh, Mor- Morpheus was still killed by magic Maybe bullets. why... M- yes. Well, I mean, all bullets are magical in the Matrix. Um... <laughs> The yeah, I when they did that lineup and then Morpheus didn't show up, I was like, oh, like in the video. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you imagine when... telling Lawrence Fishburne, "I'm sorry, you can't come back. We killed you in a proprietary video game <laughs> where you weren't play even playing your character because you didn't want to." <laughs> I just remember Mike and I went to like I think it was the game developers conference in San Francisco Mm -hmm. the day that it was open to the public and they were literally handing out copies of the Matrix MMORPG like Like, it was in every freebie bag it was in every freebie bag the full game and we were just like is it oh, really this is that not going bad? well. Is it... Like, for the love of God, okay. please someone play this. Yeah, yeah. it was, and okay, I did, and but it was, like, it was okay. Yeah, but the like a lot of MMORPGs, it didn't really have the server capacity to meet demand, and so it was always a subpar experience. Right. Yeah. <sighs> um, but the writing was beautiful, and the game design was very, very. Um, engaging and built off of the philosophy of the movies Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed it but i you know read and researched far more than i played because everything would slow down when i'd log in you could barely do anything yeah the uh the interesting thing about the that game's mechanics was that was that uh there when there were like cutscenes and things um that or like not even cutscenes. There were major events that would happen where the characters from the Matrix would show up, and instead of having like cutscenes and stuff, developers would show up and play those characters. Oh, so nice. like you could actually run into Morpheus Whoa. and stuff, which is I, th- I thought was a really cool idea. Yeah, developer role play is an good. awesome component of just like uh, community interaction for any MMO. Yeah. I think. But then mm-hmm. also working on a video game, those developers are super busy. So yeah. like must have been yeah. But that kind of stuff is so fun for us that like right. It's 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 okay. Yeah. Nice. I mean, if you're getting oh. like paid to basically like role play, then yeah, that's exactly. pretty dope. Mm-hmm. We are getting close to time. Did anyone else watch anything before mm-hmm. we talk about? what we've been doing this week yes um i watched the only the only three episodes of the wheel of time show that exist how is it how is it so similar to the cowboy bebop show at the end of the credits there's this prominent thing that says based on which is one step up from inspired by in terms of (laughs) how far (laughs) removed from the source material it is um (laughs) 
they again they took a lot of liberties uh they it seems like from a scripting and direction standpoint they decided to replace a lot of the rich internal lives and thinking of the characters whose perspectives you write in the books with just interpersonal drama um which probably some people like more than others um it also means that uh in order to make some characters seem more interesting, they added dramatic subplots that were not part of the books originally. Um, like the original book, there's Cowboy a lot of characters Bebop. who are like not as fleshed out, right? Uh, at least initially, or who don't seem that fleshed out. Like in the first book, you've got uh, three boys and two girls, and then a witch and her spooky badass boyfriend man um and the three village boys are rand who is a boy with red hair who has a surprisingly badass father and a cool sword uh (laughs) matt who is a ladies man and a gambler and perrin who is their friend um (laughs) wow third wheel much um and perrin gets a lot more interesting over time but what they decided to do in this show to make Perrin interesting was they gave him a wife who was pregnant who during the uh, big monster attack at the near the beginning of the show like in the first episode uh, they successfully fight off the monsters together and then he goes berserk on the last one and turns around and murders her by accident that entire plot was missing from the original source material and i preferred it when it wasn't a thing um because yeah, like you don't just kill pregnant first of all I mean, you that's, just that's such a like terrible trope to full like i mean it's the story of hercules like going berserk and like you know being possessed and then killing your family and then having to go on a path of redemption for it but we didn't like it when it was done in the original greek so yeah (laughs) yeah so um i watched the only three episodes of it that exist i would say read the books they've um they've done a very beautiful graphically uh, interpretation of the story that is really cool to see from a design standpoint and it's only sort of the original story um and some liberties were taken that make the world a less fun less comfortable place to exist within while you're consuming that story so you know your mileage may vary um they tried to game of thrones it up a lot is what you're saying not well some for Uh, those of us who are coming to this episode maybe having not heard us before we're not big fans of game of thrones sorry we keep using it as an epitaph yeah like we we on the whole we're not a big fan of grim dark angst for the sake of grim dark for the sake of grim dark angst yeah yeah Poorly retelling historical Dark, events like you made when them done up. Well, and with a, with purpose, could be okay. Witness arcane, yeah. uh, but yeah. oof, yeah, grim yeah. darkness for the purpose of being like, yeah, this is a more mature story. It, mm, no, <laughs> yeah, 
Are, are you done with Wheel of Time before I I've read all to of Wheel another, of Time. like, weird No, no, thing? are you done talking about it for tonight? <laughs> yes, I am done talking about Wheel of Time. All of the people are gorgeous. The story... Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so just watch it on mute, is what you're saying. What? <laughs> just... uh, you could, and I don't know you would miss a lot. Um... <laughs> Darn! <laughs> Savage! That dialogue does not sound promising. <laughs> it, mm, well, it's really not. It's oh, very pretty really to look at, bad. though. <laughs> really really too bad but um another thing that i learned of this week that is again an adaptation or a retelling or a continuation is the new fresh prince of bel-air what there's a new <laughs> there's a new fresh I'm sorry. prince of bel-air and if you have not seen the trailer it um I genuinely, I, I genuinely thought that it, it was, was a, a joke, new. It was. Right? I genuinely thought that they were doing the sitcom again, and that the trailer was a funny joke. And I thought it was one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen because it's uh, this kid like doing, you know, some of the opening video stuff uh, while dramatically reciting the opening rap from the show as if it were a monologue. Oh. Um, and I, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Good job, guys. But that's not. Um, so, that's and not also, he like falls in water. So he's like sinking away from you and being <laughs> like crushed by, you know, the weight of oppression or whatever. And like their, their redoing of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme, it's like J2 iconic. Yeah. has like redone it so they're the ones who but do like, like with somebody being like you know I was finally there to take my throne as the prince of ballet like it's just it's uh, it's, it's you, ridiculous I highly recommend watching the trailer because you're going to be so confused you are 100% convincing me to do that <laughs> it feels yeah. it feels like a Saturday Night Live skit of like you know <laughs> what if but dark and right. it's just kind of like uh what and what i mean if I... hungry hungry hippos was about cannibalism <laughs> yes yes precisely mm-hmm. um but like yeah so bizarre i i i like don't even know what to make of it and like i do also get it that the world is a really fucked up place right now for a lot of different minority groups and maybe this is like the story that we need to tell but maybe tell like a a new original story and don't use a pre-existing ip that is rooted in comedy um the backstory of this is that someone created a trailer very similar to this as kind of a joke uh, as kind of a Whoa. like, this was kind of a like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they did a dramatic recreate? Wouldn't it be funny and also kind of cool if they took this story, but you know, played it out more realistically and dramatically? Um, and uh, Will Smith actually saw it and said, "Yeah, you know, it would be. Why don't you come and help me do that?" And so the the cool thing about it is that this guy who, uh, you know, was sort of like a, a young filmmaker got invited in to help with this. That was originally his idea. Um, so that part about it is really That's cool. That's dope. Mm. 
And I guess, like, Will Smith okaying it, that, you know, it's, like, his character. It lends it, yeah. it more legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, but... if I were going to think of what the original uh, equation that created the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, gripping drama and taking itself too seriously would not enter that equation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, be- the best parts of uh, Fresh Prince, some of the best parts of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air are dramatic, but oh, yeah. all, but they have to have the rest of the show to be counterpoint to yeah. for them to stand out. Yeah, their weight yeah. comes from the contrast. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so we'll see. Uh but it's a it's a bananas trailer. Um It is. Yeah. Uh can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Uh shall we go through um uh, Rowan, what else have you been getting into this week that you? Would oh, like I, I to thought talk? we'd already started. I oh, had we? Was the wheel of time? <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, that would well, make sense. Yes, yes, and no, because we were all talking oh, okay. about things that we'd we'd watched. We'd watched. Yeah, got it. This Never is mind. the Continue short one. one. Sorry. Welcome to Weed Watch 2021. Um, <laughs> not the best way to enjoy weed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Nailed the dismount. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had nothing, so really, thank you for bailing me out. Um, so I like watching grass grow. Not grass. I mean... Weed. Sweet, sweet kush. Oh, boy. You... Oh, Folks, hold on. What? Not, if you're Pineapple this podcast Express. Somehow, this is not what this podcast is normally about. Pineapple I don't know Express. How we got down the weed hole here, but. but as a dramatic entry in a reboot, where two men discover their love for each other and getting too high. Welcome to I Chicken no Pot Pie, a high ASMR podcast <laughs> for people who like the ganja. Guys, what's going on? <laughs> I think we've been hacked. <laughs> Much like our other podcast, Yavin Radio. <laughs> Over there, we call it slicing. I pushed up my glasses. You can't really hear that. Uh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, my... you've, yeah. you volunteered Sorry. me to go first for what have I been doing this week. Um, I've been stressing about school and enjoying the ps5 that i managed to acquire um jealous yeah so i i have recently been playing uh international man of spiders miles morales uh so good yes great game yes i have not gotten very far into it and like the i just i loved the ps4 one just how snappy the controls were how satisfying it is to just zip around the city um this one is is looking to be uh, another rip roaring ride. Um, wow! When I hesitate saying it, it sounds insincere. It sounds like weird. you don't believe it. Yeah. No, I. No, like I've I've genuinely been really enjoying it. I don't know where the story is going to go next, and I want to talk about it, and I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Jarrah still hasn't beaten the first one. I'm. I'm. I'm not working on it, but I would like Give to. Give me back my PS4. <laughs> I will, was, I will. It was supposed to be lent to you for a couple of months so you could beat that game. It's been, like, two years. It's true. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rowan, I can... can you hit the spoiler roar for a second? <laughs> Just let up May die in peace. I can't. She looks like my grandma. 
Oh, then this could be a really cathartic letting go for you. Yeah. A very uh, symbolic. Uh, I am here for you in these final moments, and I love you, and I know you want me to do my best, and this hurts a lot. Okay, it's over. I am so close to being done. I really could finish it. I think I only have 20% more of the game to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, and that 20% and on the screen is probably not 20% like the way you might think of it. Because yeah, well, there's the, all yeah, that probably... 20% of all the like collectibles and stuff you have to find, which, you know. Oh, then I could be a lot farther than I think because I don't need to do that. Yeah. And I, I mean, think... like, it's super fun. It's just, it's super It is fun, a fun but... game. Yeah. I think I it finished is. the original story like the story of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man S PS4 <laughs> game uh, at like 86%. Just cause like all of the taskmaster stuff, I was like, this is, yeah. this is difficult. I don't want to do this. We a hundred percent did both games. But there was two of us. So we like passed off. <laughs> like I did some of the puzzle ones. Mike did the fighting ones. We were like, we, we, we were we, we were a, we were a masterful team. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but like it was so funny because they did such a good job recreating New York City in mm. that game, and I've we have spent so long web slinging around New York City that in Hawkeye, I swear to effing God, I've seen like all of those street corners, like the really rando like street corners. I'm like. I think I, I think I beat up some thugs there. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you're like, oh, Central Park. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's... Oh, I'd really God. like to see this from above again. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was a really good game. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that game. But... <sighs> so, yeah. It's only Miles Morales. It's, it's a different... It's like a slightly different feel to it. But, but like, it's great. It's still really, really good. Well, yeah, he's he's his own Spider-Man. He's got his own villains and his own demons to exercise, and it's 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 cool seeing this kid grow up into Spider-Man. Like, yeah. in in the previous game, uh, Pete was was already Spider-Man and had been for a little while. Uh, yeah. Miles like is five like, or six years or something. Yeah, by the time Spider-Man Miles Morales starts, he's probably been doing this for like a couple months. Yeah, like it's that, that fresh. Month. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the Miles Morales one, you get Bodega Cat Suit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic! You can't unlock it till you beat the game, but it's absolutely worth it. It's yeah. so worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, so yeah like, I've that, that cat's oh, amazing so. that's a oh I did not understand what you meant and I love this this you is googled it w- yeah, yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah basically I really like thought a bit, something different the mo yeah did you think like an actual like cat suit <laughs> I, I thought he dressed up as a cat boy. I'm, I might be a little too queer for my own. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Spider- <laughs> this just in: Spider-Man's persona is a cat. Wait, but <laughs> the mammal most spider. likely to eat spiders. spiders yeah. <laughs> well, you know what does that say? <laughs> let's let's unpack this. Oh, you're saying you are what you eat. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, cool. But yeah, you have a beautiful journey ahead of you. I'm looking Both forward of you. to it. Both of you. Especially you, Jairus. I'm working on it. I will be back, get back to PS4. work again. I will. I will. I, I shouldn't be buying more games I'm not playing anyway. Go back to games I already have that I'm not playing. Um, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, Mike, would you like to go next? Yeah, um, so let's see. Um, have I been doing anything new lately that isn't? Uh, mentioned getting back into Persona 5. I think the um, the newest, newest thing is something that I actually started today, which is the uh, video game Darkest Dungeon, mm. uh, which I uh, have been playing. I did not think I would enjoy for the longest time because it is, uh, it's called Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that, and then also, like, the trailers that I've seen for it on Steam make it seem kind of angsty and grimdark. Yeah, and so what I'm learning by actually playing it is that I believe, rather than being angsty and grimdark for realsies, I think it's trying to be, and this is the way I'm taking it, whether it is or not, uh, it's trying to be more like the Warhammer, what Warhammer 40,000 grimdark is supposed to be, which is... Satirical. Uh, Parody of Grimdark, not okay. actual Grimdark. Okay. Um, so, uh, it feels it feels a lot more um, like it's just everything is so so dark that it's like you can't even take it's it like seriously. darkness. No parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah. So lots of lots um, of money kind of makes it better. <laughs> Sorry, that was exactly. a little strong, bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that satirical version of Batman was very strong, bad, like. But yeah, Darkest um, Dungeon. So yeah, um, but I'm enjoying it. It's a, um, uh, it's a party management game. I would say it's a, kind of a roguelike too. But basically, you're some old uh, bitchy British dude. Uh, I don't know if you're bitchy. You might be. I'm just assuming. Uh, who you're? Uh, uh, decidedly evil uncle, I assume uncle, I think it was uncle, uh, leaves you his crumbling manor that fell apart because he delved too deep into the arcane arts uh, and unleashed horrors upon the world. And so you're trying to uh, regain your inheritance by uh, going and delving into the house and its surrounding area over and over, uh, battling cultists and monsters and things of that nature uh and so your heroes you know have the sanity meter that can go off as they go um they have uh you know health that you have to keep a track of and so you send them on missions uh you actually do the missions with them uh delving into the dungeon and which is basically a roguelike uh style dungeon there's new things around every quarter and such um, and then you have to decide how far you're willing to press into the dungeon, uh, if you want to push people's stress and health, or if you want to, as I'm about to do right this minute, uh, run away so that you can save the treasure that you have so far, but still stress out your heroes. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, it's been, it's a turn-based combat, it's turn-based and, um, position-based, so your heroes have... Uh, skills they can only use when they're in certain positions of the party. So, like, you know, marching order in D&D, like, mm. my barbarian has a skill that allows her to attack the back row, but only when she's in the very front of the party. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, if your characters die, they are permanently dead. Nothing you can do to get them back. But, or at least I assume, maybe I learn necromancy later. Um, and uh, you're slowly building up the town. And when you get back from missions, you can, you know send people to the sanitarium to cure them of their thanatophobia or send them to the tavern to gamble and drink away their stress. It's kind of like Blades in the Dark that way, actually. Yeah, I'm hearing okay. that. It's very Blades in the Dark. Um, so yeah, I, I'm actually having a lot more fun with it than I thought I would. Um, my poor crossbow lady uh, uh, went fully insane on this last mission, so I'm going to have to send her uh, I don't know, possibly to pray, possibly to drink. either could work i guess yeah one and then the other send her to pray for something to drink and then grant that request yeah Uh, i have this one guy who i really like and really want on my team uh but uh the only way he will de-stress is by going to the brothel because he's in love with one of the women who works there (laughs) so oh no to make you feel better here's a mom picture of a mama sloth and her babies ah that's adorable and also not something that our viewers our viewership yes if you're looking at this podcast you're consuming the medium in a creative fashion it wasn't meant for please we don't know how you're doing it please explain (laughs) (laughs) i believe in your magic um is i believe is now your turn so um Rowan is an amazing friend and gave us a copy of a book called A Deadly Education like two years ago. And mm-hmm. I am a horrible friend. No. And I just recently read it this week. And See, you're not a horrible friend. You read yeah, it. I actually read it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I... I really dug it. It really reminded me of the closed tomb or the locked tomb uh, book series, which Mm -hmm. is Gideon the ninth and Harrow the 10th, just in kind of the feel of there's these people in this horrible situation and Mm -hmm. they're the main character in this book is just kind of very prickly but yet has a soft center like when when people finally do get past her her abrasiveness she's mm-hmm. she's very very like abrasive and she tells it how it is because the the whole point of the of the deadly education is that um they are in magic school and the school mm-hmm. is literally trying to kill them yeah like uh the whole scholomance was designed to help train wizards but also to collect the young mana users in one place so the monsters will all attack that place instead of picking them off in the world so it's kind of a two-sided thing the idea was we need a safe place to for our young wizard children who can't protect themselves from these mana-eating monsters to go and learn how to get strong enough to not be easy prey from mana-eating monsters. So we're going to design a school in a pocket dimension, and theoretically, they'll be safe in there. And then they weren't. Yeah. Um, 
it works yeah. for a while and then things started breaking down and the monsters started getting in and people tried to fix the mechanisms and it either worked for a while and then broke again or people went in to fix things and died in a horrific fashion. Uh, and now it's just kind of been left to be that way. Yeah. So now the school being at least partially a psychic construct that interacts with subconscious minds and fears and expectations, if you expect something terrible to happen to you in a certain circumstance, it's more likely to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... That sounds pretty cool. The, the idea of kind of the, this area is um, really, really interesting. And um, the... The main character, uh, she she wants nothing to do with the main male character, and he he's intrigued by her, um, but yet he's so deliciously awkward that like everyone assumes that they're like doing the nasty and he just is clueless like absolutely clueless about the whole situation about the optics of everything but he is like such a devoted puppy dog to her like it's Mm -hmm. amazing and uh the way the book ends makes me really need to read the second book like now because um there's some interesting uh cliffhangers but i really loved the style um i think it was really well written uh i did listen to it in audiobook style so like the audiobook is um read very very well um and yeah i i i enjoyed it so i kind of can't wait for the second one um but yeah if you if you dug the feel of the locked tomb trilogy you'll definitely enjoy a deadly education. Um, so thank you for, for sending us that book. I appreciate it. it. Or I should read it for the first time. I should read it as well. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, Oh, and Mike, what book did you finish? Uh, which one? The Wisteria Society of Lady Scoundrels. Oh my god, you're right. I had totally forgotten. Uh, yeah, I finished the Wisteria Society for Lady Scoundrels, which is... Pick up on your cues, sir. I'm so sorry. I was so dis- confused and distracted. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I finished the Wisteria Society for Lady Scoundrels, which is an excellent book uh, all about, um, well, Lady Scoundrels. It's a... Uh, <laughs> the best way I can describe it is if Terry Pratchett wrote Jane Austen. <gasps> oh, nice. Um, nice. <laughs> so it's absolutely worth uh you checking it out uh everyone should should read it it's very very funny and very very good i i Um, highly highly recommend that book like the fact that it is not a movie yet is mind-boggling to me because it needs to be a movie and basically like mike and i have our own little stunt casting of the uh entire movie yeah we spent a road trip casting the movie in our heads oh my god it it, so good so good yeah yeah y'all y'all would both really love it yeah i shall look into it we shall see there's a lot that i hope to look into Mm mm-hmm 
Speaking yeah. of looking into things, and specifically books, how is your progress on The Way of Kings, Jerris? It was slower than I would like over the vacation, but it is still progressing. Um, I'm getting to know a bit more about the politics and the politicians, yeah. and I'm really coming to understand more about, like, uh, shard plate. I have to say, there are a lot of times in this book where I stop at a proper noun, go to my phone, and then read everything non-spoilery about what that thing is Mm -hmm. before I keep going, because... My imagination is like I, I need to know more. What? How do I illustrate this? What? What does it look like? What does it do? The nice thing Bus- is Buster Swords. That's what it does. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Well, and also like the nice thing is Sanderson teamed up with a lot of artists. The art for this series is so good, and the fan art and like everything is just flipping incredible mm-hmm. um so yeah uh but oh man i just i cannot wait until you get to my absolute favorite part in all the books <laughs> but it's, Which is in, in, it's book in book three two. i think oh book two it's in book two it's, oh that's uh, right the date between adolin and shallan yes oh yes. it's great well, we shall see. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going through it faster than I was previously reading. Um, but you know, it's still slower than I would like. I, I think I probably need to build up steam. Yeah. Um, for my week, as I said, I watch Dune. Um, my short one-minute review is... Um, it is obviously made by people who know and care about Dune in a way that the... <laughs> first movie didn't have it was still a good movie and this movie is as good as that movie like they're not majorly better or worse but one of the aspects about the new dune is it's way more engaged with the source material than the original and a big part of that is it's the same material but cut down to the first third and then multiplied by twice the amount of time um, so they get into way more detail about things that occur in the book. The the freaking physical culture and the way that the sets create this sense of desolate space is such an incredible embodiment of that theme in the book. Um, they also got way more into, like, class structure and what the... This book feels way more, this movie, I mean, feels way more about colonialism as a critique than the first movie. Hmm. Um, That's good, I really it enjoyed like a critique it. to you. Because as, as mentioned in my previous review, it felt less like a critique and more like a um, solid endorsement of colonialism <laughs> to me. Well, one, one of the things the writer was adamant about is that um, Paul is not a good guy and you're not supposed to root for him. He is supposed to be a, a problem and he needed more books to prove that. This movie made, like, it seemed very clear every time Paul made a mistake where he really should not have done that thing. Um, in a way that I didn't feel since, like, reading the book and remembering that I didn't like this character because of his terrible decisions and the way that he kept stepping into the role of power that the world made. Um, I Yeah, um, I, I think more of the critique is probably coming. I feel like most of this is like, it doesn't matter how good 
or how kind your oppressors are. It's just politics, and they they can't help you. Their their position is over you. It is not with you. Um, and I think they hit that one pretty good. The other thing I liked is how they showed the weird, not-quite-magic magic. All of Paul's precognition, everything they did with the voice and the Bene Gesserit was really well done and really fit the mood of what they were going for. I really liked it. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Also, uh, there's a new season of Game Changer out on yes. um, on uh, Dropout, and it is back in the studio and freaking incredible. It is it's magical. Very enjoyable. Highly recommend it. And that's me. Speaking of stuff on Dropout, um, apparently the next run of Dimension 20 is again going to be using uh, map resources from Tailspire, uh like tailspire specifically was like hey uh we weren't intending to work on our sci-fi and cyberpunk assets yet but uh <laughs> dimension 20 asked us if we could do more stuff so i guess we're working on that now Ooh, okay I mean, that sounds very exciting that sounds yeah. awesome and i love how they used it for yes. the seven yes. like it actually inspired me to use it for the play that i just directed and it worked really well yeah, yeah. excellent excellent yeah. um their new series uh shriek week is also very good okay uh very yeah. funny and queer also not run in D so if you like they're getting way more variety Nice. Um, nice. The GM is also very talented and has incredible, charming of like collection of characters and voices. Um, he's a very good not Brennan. I nice. think they did a good job. Um, he's an excellent choice. So yes. yeah, um, the person who took over recently um, as running D twenty, his name is Orion, uh, has done a very very good job of finding. Uh, like excellent people to take over who offer something different from uh, what Brennan brings to the table. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Wait, so why isn't Brennan doing... Oh, no, he still is. He's just alternating. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he needs a break one sometimes. Of the, that, and that's one fair. of the that's goals fair. is that they bring in greater diversity and diversity of storytelling. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like they're playing into that well. Um, cool. Um, if they want to know more about this show, where can our listeners go, Mike? Uh, well, you can find us at the, this show, by the way, Jairus means the show that you're listening to, not Dimension 20 that we were just talking about. Oh, no, no, no. This one. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to find out more about the Ace of Geeks, you can head to aceofgeeks.net. Uh, you can also find out more about our new show, Yavin Radio, there, uh, which is very exciting. It's an improvised Star Wars uh, story podcast, and we think you'll all very much enjoy it if you like this show. So please check that out. Um, and uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks, Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ace of Geeks, and. Uh, I think that's it. Um, and please email us with your thoughts about the show. Good, bad. Just tell us how your day is going. We'd just love to hear from you. Uh, and Jairus, if they want to email us, how do they do that? A-C-O-F-G-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. 
Uh, my name is Mike Fadum. I have been one of your hosts this very evening or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vengeance God. Remember, there's an A in Vengeance. Uh, on uh, TikTok at Vengeance God 2. Um, and please check out and follow the League of Swords. Uh, it is um, my brand new uh, sword fighting league that combines uh, fighting games and professional wrestling and choreographed sword fights into a cocktail that maybe only I enjoy, but it seems like other people do too. Um, so uh, you can find out more about that at leagueofswords.com. Rowan, go. Hi, I'm Rowan. Uh, I have some musical deets and dutes that I made during the pandemic. Um, it should be in a SoundCloud link in the show notes. Uh, if you like what you hear and you'd uh, be interested in, um, well, let's call it what it is. If you'd like to tell me to make more music by giving me <laughs> money, there's a place on the internet you can do that. It's coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash celebrial s-a-l-e-i-b-r-i-e-l uh it's an online tip jar throw three dollars in there and you will earn my undying appreciation anyone else go <laughs> Mainly. I'm um you can find me on tiktok at ml kitty 1875 and i also have a goodreads since i've been consuming audiobooks like it's going out of fashion um so my goodreads account is mailing and that's m-a-e-l-i-n-h because my parents are weird anyways jaris <laughs> My name's Jaris Margopoulos. You can find some of my writings on religion and spirituality at firstchurchofthemorningstar.com. I don't have uh, much new stuff on there yet, but I believe I'm going to have something soon. Um, I also uh, produce uh, the show Yavin Radio, which you can check out at the Ace of Geeks website. Um, it also goes out to podcasters, uh, podcatchers of your choice. Uh, every Except other for Tuesday. Apple Podcasts, we're working on that. Uh, oh, I'm struggling a little bit to get that going for reasons that I don't quite understand. So we are working on it, but it is on Spotify uh, and should be on Stitcher by the time you re- you listen to this. Maybe Apple Podcasts understands how I feel about the Apple Corporation, and yeah, I'm a little okay with that. Um, but that's me. Um, before we end the podcast, though, don't you all think we should? <gasps> Hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, 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 Geeks Podcast! That was an Ace of Geeks Podcast. Hello and welcome. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.